Hello, and welcome to Tape Deck. This is episode 4 with Marcus Martin. Welcome to Tape Deck. Gonna have a creative conversation. Welcome back to Tape Deck. Um, as I said, this is episode 4, and um, in this episode we have Marcos Martin. Marcos is a phenomenal artist who... I was a fan of from his runs on Doctor Strange and um, Amazing Spider-Man and Daredevil. He's a yeah, just an absolutely phenomenal artist. And he uh, was passing through Dublin for a a signing recently, so I took the chance to sit down with him. And I guess we we talked back and forth now and then. I can tell like the guy's clearly a genius. Um, And one of the reasons I want to do this this podcast is I really want to try get in the weeds with some creative people. And Marcus is, like I said, a, a fantastic talent, so I really wanted to pick his brain a bit. We also um, we also talked a lot about uh, Panel Syndicate, which is um, an, an online comics platform that uh, he co-created. Um, it's, it's at panelsyndicate.com. I recommend you check it out. It's won loads of awards, got some amazing creators on there. But um, he did something kind of original by setting up that website, so we got into that too. So, um, yeah, hope you enjoy. And uh, catch you next time. Yeah, you were saying about uh, what Javier is doing with um, uh, was it the Marvel Universe? The history of the history Marvel, of Marvel Universe. Universe. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd hate to draw all that stuff because there's some stuff I used to have to draw, like obscure characters I've never heard of. Yeah, I look them up and I see one image. I'm like, I don't know how to draw. I need to see more of one thing if I'm going to um, to draw it, not just one. It's very difficult. From the 60s. Yeah. The approach to that project is, is, I think, it's extremely difficult for any artist. Uh, in my case, I'd be like, I'd be very, um, I'd be looking into all the references. I wouldn't know how to draw them. I'd be nervous about. Uh, no, yeah. how to approach every character like every single panel so it would take me forever would you uh, like do you research a lot uh, I do a lot of research uh, in this case the, the good thing about the project like this one is that I uh, know most of the characters I am familiar with most of the especially like the most like the, the oldest hmm. characters I have no problem with that the newest one would would be more difficult I guess so you're what you're saying is you would do a better job than Javier Rodriguez <laughs> no, can Javier. No, Javier. No, you cannot get me on the record on that. God damn it! I would still be working on the first <laughs> yeah. panel of the f- very first issue, had I been offered that. No, no, well, it's impossible. It's a very difficult project. We, we were talking before about how um, you're working on something now, and you've been developing it for a long time, and you yeah. haven't, you haven't, uh, you haven't. Are you started drawing it, or are you? Building no, it? still on the developing stage. So is it? And I'm sure you don't have to get into what it is or anything, but. What is it that you think is taking longer? Is it is it more in this world case, building? Or? In this case, well, it's because it's creator-owned and you have to start from scratch, so you have to build everything up. Yeah. Uh, character, you have to come up with the characters. Uh, that's tricky, I mean, yeah. because... Um, and basically, it always takes me a long time. In this case, also... Uh, personal stuff that's come up and uh, it's just really slowing things up a lot but it, in any case it always takes me like three or four months to get like the first issue done of any okay. project yeah I, mean, I don't I think that's reasonable I mean I'm and this I think when the, the first thing I started was would be injection and it 
you know, I pride myself on being fairly fairly fast, but I think it was, yeah, about three or four months yeah, just to get the first issue. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't crazy world building. It was still, it was based in today. It was like contemporary. It's not like, say, Private Eye, where you're designed, like every object has to it's, be designed. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, there's some, there's, yeah, there's some differences between the projects. Uh, but the thing is with me, as I grow older, the longer it takes me to, you know, I've said three or four months for the first issue. Maybe I was thinking about Doctor Strange because that's what it took to do the first issue. Uh, the private eye actually, uh, this, the one that I'm doing now is like ridiculous because of all these things that com are converging and are making everything especially tough. But still, the other day I was thinking about it and the private eye took me uh, a whole year to do the first issue. A year? A fucking year, yeah. Fucking That's hell. ridiculous too. How'd, so, you get, how'd you get by for a whole year? I I, with my, with my, just with savings. Okay, right. Yeah, savings. No, you do covers as well, so that. Yeah, I guess. I guess at the time, at the time, I was doing some covers, yeah, but it was, it was mainly savings. I mean, by the time we put out the first issue of the Private Eye, I remember I had a hundred dollars in my bank account. Oh that, that was that was cutting it like really close. So I need to stiff. thankfully I have a drink right here so <laughs> oh, that, that was very risky on my on my part. Well it, my kids don't know anything about it. <laughs> well and they never will and they never, will. never admitted oh wait a second. Um, well um, this is not recording, right? No not at all, no, 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 no this no. is just between you and me. Yeah. Um, uh, don't mind this this weird shaped thing in the middle. It's uh, it's uh, it's nothing. It's an eye, no, an eye of Agamotto or something. Like that. <laughs> um, so at least, well, when you started the, the, what made you want to start the private eye? Because you had been, well, that was two thousand thirteen. You, you had launched. You'd been doing like work for hire, work for like twenty years, like ten, fifteen. No, well, I'm not so old. Um, Forty <laughs> years. <laughs> <laughs> Anything before me just feels like it's around forever. <laughs> it's the fact that you were 10 years younger just than I, I am. Yeah. A, <laughs> uh, no, I've been working since, uh, I guess, 1999. That was okay. probably my first uh, American work. and But my first, first, like, real assignment, like, proper assignment, uh, didn't come until 2002. When I started working on uh, Batgirl Year One. Okay. So, so 2002 to. So I mean, that's still that's what 15. Ten years. Yeah, but but I mean, I guess the reason why I, I just threw 20 out there is because you've done a lot of like really well established runs, you know, like you've done a lot of like like you know you can work in work for hire projects and, and still be in obscurity. Yeah. You know, yeah. But I guess, you've actually yeah. got to do really nice projects. Like. I guess I, uh, yeah I was lucky especially at the beginning. I mean, this, the beginning was very tough because it took me like I told you, '99 was probably the first job that I got published. Uh, I did that '99, no '98 actually. I drew my first project at the end uh, of '97. So from '97 till 2002, there are like five years. Mm -hmm. I only got like uh, three, uh, four or five issues done. Okay. So that was like me trying to, you know, break in. No, I was trying to break in. <laughs> I wasn't really well. The moment I knew that I wasn't fast was with my very first assignment. Okay. 
that assignment was like uh, like an 18 pages uh, that I had to do in 18 days so it was like a page a day and yeah. that was like my very first assignment I, I had never drawn like a real comic book I was really green I didn't know what I was doing but, but I've said it before like like you know I think anybody can draw a comic you know and you can draw a page in a day anyone can do that yeah. but can you draw a page a day every day yeah. for a month exactly. and then can you do that another month and another, another month, month like it's month. I think it, it's it's something that people start, starting out don't realise is, is the, the grind the crushing the, cr- the crush. soul destroying grind <laughs> it is I mean and it's always been called like that and yeah. you really don't realise it until you are inside yeah when you're a machine when, when you're, you're too, part of the of the yeah, you're too far in you're too deep you're too deep to get out and you're getting crushed and then it's too late yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah because you want to get in because you're uh, it's a job that it's so um, something that you want to do since you were like yeah a kid mm. so it's very vocational uh, I think it can be um, it can be good to I think I was drawing a cover recently that, that reminded me of when I was 15 and I was I was pretty much doing the exact same thing, drawing people on rocks um, <laughs> with a pose, you know. But I'm getting paid to do it this time, and I just kind of had a flash of memory from when I was 14, and and then like I come to now where I'm like, I'm, this is my job now, and it's it's nice to tap into that enthusiasm because yeah. because of that grind, you really need to. It's very easy to kind of get bogged down in, you know, the deadlines or frustrations or whatever comes with uh, with any with 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 making your passion your job um, but it's nice to be able to kind of tap into that yeah and I think it's it's uh, in the end the, the the people who end up working on this for a very long time are I think are the ones that are able to you know that have a real passion for uh, storytelling hmm. you know I think yeah. most of the people that get in that might be good or really good or whatever but uh, have a different motivation. For example, you know, uh, they want their they like drawing, and yeah. they and they enjoy being told that they're a good artists or something. If you're in for for that rush, for that adrenaline rush of you know being known or yeah. being loved for it, please tell me I'm good. Yeah, you know, yeah. that is very it's uh, something that gets uh, old really fast if you don't have a certain passion for the job that you're doing which is basically telling stories even if you have if your passion is for the characters uh, that might you know uh, be enough to get you to this this is slight tangent because I I haven't actually gotten to the the, the question I was meaning to ask but um, I was thinking about um, we were talking about different uh, um, Spanish based artists like um, uh, David La Fuente David Lopez have your Polito, have your Rodriguez, and like all these guys, huge, hugely talented, but they all seem to have a, a similar approach to art, which is very similar to what you're just saying, is the emphasis on the storytelling. I think with my friends who are from Ireland, it's not that we're not interested in storytelling, but I think um, a lot of us have more of a kind of um, uh, work mentality in that you've got to do the job, uh-huh. you know, like that's number one. Yeah. And... Um, I'm not saying one's better than the other or something because I think I think you need to be a little indulgent in order to be doing good work. Yeah, you know, okay. you can't just be um, showing up and clocking in. It's it's not a job that really is rewarding for that. But I think I'd have to talk to my other my fellow Irish artists about this. But um, but I do think I I think it might be a kind of a 
a cultural thing and that you know we're we're not really encouraged in art growing up here it's, it's generally when I was growing up it's like you need to have a job in a bank or you need to be a teacher like jobs for life yeah which has very much changed in the last 10 years because everyone just works in IT but um, uh, it's, it's something it's a generalisation that I'm absolutely but it, I, it is kind of interesting I was wondering if you think there's anything about like the culture that you guys are from that that, that, that has an impact I'm on thinking about it well there's a, there's a, a very long tradition of uh, artistic tradition in, in Spain like in all fields different fields like painting and um, it is it, I think for some reason it is like a, a country that you know brings up a lot of talent, creative yeah, like talent, a lot. a lot of creative yeah. talent, and comic books are one of this. And we're talking about people, the people you mentioned are the ones that are working on the on the American hmm. uh, marketplace. But uh, we've got plenty of amazing artists that have worked for uh, the European market, and uh, there are great comic book artists. And there's just a, a, a very very long list. When actually Spain is n uh, not a place where you can really make a, a living out of drawing okay. comic books. In, is doing European work, or you you have to either break into the French market, yeah, yeah. or into the American market. Mm. The Japanese market is something that's still you sure. know, a different kind of thing. That uh, yeah, I was talking to somebody from Germany the other day, and they said that you know there there is comics publishers in Germany, but the real mass market is. France. It's France. For, for the, yeah. France. If you're talking about the European market, France is basically the, the, mm. the, the country that will, you know, yeah, allow you to make a living as, I was, a, as a comic book artist. I was in uh, Madrid last year. At the, they took us um, when I was at um, oh, Madrid, uh, and uh, they took us this exhibition of all this like the history of of Spanish comic art, and there was lots of amazing stuff. And then like during during the fascist period, there was just like terrible artwork. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was really funny just to see it all just become horrible. And then when that period ended, yeah. it just got really good again. I guess there was only certain people allowed to, to, well. <laughs> to inform. <laughs> but, um, uh, was say, oh, sorry, I was asking about uh, panels and to get in, when you were doing work for hire, what yeah. made, like, like you said, it was a big risk. You, did, you know, you were getting by on little money in the bank. What made you just want to make that push? Cause it was pretty dramatic. Nobody had done it. Yeah. For that. Yeah. Well, basically, uh, so for for people who may not know, sorry, Panel Syndicate is uh, a website that you have where you release your own creator work, such as uh, Barrier and Panel Syndicate, and other artists have released work um, like uh, Black Hand, Ironhead, Ironhead, and um, Namura, and like so lots of other great work. But um, but you started with you with uh, you and Brian Kevon with um, the Private Eye. What kind of made you take that jump? It was basically just, uh, all, I guess, boils down to an idea that I had that uh, I was not comfortable with the way uh, the comic book business um, was. I was not comfortable with, the, with the, where it was heading. In in my mind, I had the feeling that we were um, the the market was shrinking and shrinking, and there was there was nothing being made you know to try and reach a wider audience yeah. was, and that was something that had been bugging me for uh, for years and uh, I also knew uh, that probably my time at uh, Marvel would be you know 
reaching an end at some point I was again the the, the monthly grind was yeah. you know it, it, it takes a toll and uh, so all of those things kind of got together and uh, I just had this idea I, I thought basically I, I wanted to do creator on stuff I thought mm -hmm. it was the time to do it to try and work you know with a, a loser deadlines uh, even though I mean Marvel has always been very very uh, it's, it's like have they have always allowed me to work with a lot of time sure I, I had they've never really pressured me into doing it, it's tough I've, I've always had good relationship with Marvel and I think maybe a couple of times some really crappy deadlines but I, I do have friends who've like complained they've only gotten three weeks I have other friends who said oh I've never had a problem it's you know I don't know what the change why some people get different treatment but I thankfully have been, I've been okay, I think you know? yeah it depends on, on luck I guess sometimes sometimes I'm probably the editors you get to work with I was lucky enough that I, they they always respected I was always um, very sincere about mm -hmm. the time that it took me to do so that it's, yeah, it was, it it's was better, never a, a it's better to be reliably slow than exactly. unreliably slow so if you can at least say this will take X amount of time at least they know I think a lot, a lot of problems people have is they, they're they worried that people will think that they're late and so don't tell them, then they are late and then the book is screwed. Yeah, yeah, so I, I, I've always been aware of that. So I've always my, I've always been very sincere from the beginning on all projects that you know I know what I can do and what I cannot do in the, in the amount of time that they're given me. So, uh, and I've always been lucky enough that Marvel has always respected that very very slow pace that I have <laughs> so every time that I've worked with I've worked with uh, at Marvel I basically work with uh, Tom Rebord and, and Steve Wacker so evil evil <laughs> yeah, evil no. evil monster monster <laughs> and evil monster so uh, so and they were both uh, they both allowed me to, to work at my own pace with no mm. problems but still uh, that means that you're not really uh, uh, an artist that is going to be able to leave a mark in any of the titles because you're not really putting out uh, issues on a monthly basis. I mean, I think I think that's true because <clears throat> I think when I was doing Thunderbolts, which is the first book I had at Marvel, I was going back and forth with Kev Walker, who was far more established, far more talented. It was his book. I came on as kind of like a fill-in guy, and it was hard to to be uh, seen because. The book was it was a double shipping book. Yeah. So you could pick up a you could pick up a book one month and then another month and I wouldn't even be on it, depending on what the issue was. Um, uh, but if you can do a book monthly and you're always there, that that's great. I do. But at the same same time though, you know, a lot of people have drawn Doctor Strange in the last ten years, but not many years are as associated with the character as as you. I mean, if you hit a good, yeah. if you get a good six issues like. Yeah, Moon yeah. Knight, for example, Moon Knight. I did six issues of that. Yeah, and I'm still associated with yeah. that thing. You know, yeah, even yeah, though yeah. there's like, I think Greg Smallwood came on after me, and he is amazing. He did a lot more issues, but I'd say I, I, you know, I'm getting the better end of that deal. Yeah, yeah. It, it has. To, you have to be, I guess. Yeah, lucky enough to 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 hit a run mm. of issues, even if it's like five, six issues that leave a mark. Yeah, I guess. I guess it helps when it's 
Brodie K. Vaughan or it's Warren Ellis yeah it's like so if, if you make like a good team and, and that might happen well, did you did you approach Brian then when you because this was an idea you wanted to have to do work for a wider audience because you know, with, with Panel Syndicate yeah no that was no no at that point I just I uh, my decision was to you know I'm gonna have to leave Marvel hmm. like in a certain period of time that I thought you know like this is my last year and I need to go find some career own work did you I, have kids by then you did yeah yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah two kids actually I had one kid one, and with yeah. one in the way so and right, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Brian and so then Brian just uh, came to me with the uh, the idea for the private eye oh cool and uh, initially it was uh, supposed to be at image hmm. but then it came together so I decided that obviously I was gonna I was gonna take that but I also thought it was the perfect opportunity for that other idea that I had yeah which was to use the internet hmm. to you know distribute I hear it's gonna book. I hear the internet's gonna be big yeah I thought <laughs> this is like this new technology is gonna yeah. be <laughs> well I mean uh, uh, like to even just even to do an image book is risky like I was very nervous because yeah. I, I was pr pretty much just a Marvel for years and I'd gotten offers to do stuff that I was you know from writers that I was genuinely like a fan of um, but when Warren asked I just felt it was the right time to just to have a change I was very excited by all the stuff coming out of Image and I think I think Private Eye would have been a really good fit in, th in that format yeah. but I think it's even more of a of a of a ballsy move to just go no 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 I'm I'm not going to rely on money and sales that I can rely on I'm going to take even more of a chance yeah well you know because uh, for some reason I've, n I've never really any of the decisions none of the decisions I've ever made has been, <laughs> really been thought of none of the decisions I never think about anything I do uh, no I, uh, they're never informed by money I never think about money when I have to make a, a, a decision about work but your 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 wife is an artist as well so it, it's not like you can rely on it's, a lot of artists I know who can make those choices have wives with reliable jobs yeah so there's a bit of a buffer but you, you know. no but well I mean it was a ballsy move I guess yes but at the same time I knew there was you know I, my my thought was okay if this doesn't work yeah you know, I can always go back yeah yeah to Marvel because I had you know I was established enough at that point you know and uh, I didn't leave Marvel angry at anyone no one I think was angry at me so I knew I mean we were in a good relation we just you know I'm gonna try something new yeah if it doesn't work out I'm sure I was sure I was I would be able to you know mm -hmm. get some work and be able to you know provide for my family yeah yeah. Uh, yeah there's ballsy and then there's irresponsible yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I wasn't that irresponsible yeah. but it, it was ballsy because I really did you know all my savings went yeah. out the window just yeah. for that but I, I never thought of, and I never think about it hmm. I never think you know I lost all that money that I could have you know spent on a mortgage yeah or something it's just I did what I wanted to do and you know well, we had fun doing it there's something to be said for for quality of life you know I mean this might sound silly but I, there's people I know who who have lots of money and they're all they're always stressed out about money 
and they're miserable because they're always trying to do X, Y, and Z to, to get maintain to their standard of life. But I mean, you know, there's something to be said for not having a lower standard of life, but just one that makes you more satisfied. I think it's very important not to be caught on the material mm. uh, things that, you know, that being offered all the time yeah. in our society it's, if you, it, it's okay if you, if you have like a smaller TV if you can get the, if you have enough money to get a big TV okay yeah, and if you like, yeah. uh, but one thing that I've never wanted is to be in debt I never wanted to, sure. to owe money to anyone so I whenever, if I have the money to buy something and I, I'll do it if I don't I don't think about it yeah. you know I don't I have, got, I, I, I have such like crazy Conversations when I went to America because I realized how much, you know, their their education. Um, they have debts for their education. They have, they're so much of what they do is they're buying stuff on the possibility of being able to pay it back, and it just drove. I just didn't understand that because, in Ireland, doesn't really have that culture, and you know, I only ever I got a loan off my grandfather once, paid him off during the summer, and I've never owed anybody anything since. And yeah, I'm so glad. I don't know how they can. It's very difficult, but it's very difficult when, when society leaves you no option but to, you know, uh, be in debt, which is what happens, I think, in the U.S. with, uh, if you want to go to college. Yeah, it's uh, be in debt for 20, 30 you, years. I mean, that's it. Yeah. It's not, there's no other option. Mm. I mean, unless, you know, you're, you get a full scholarship, which happens like once yeah. out of uh, know, a thousand so it's it's uh, so that's not fair. Yeah. I mean that because then the, the, the society is forcing you, you know, to make decisions based on money. Yeah, I've been fortunate enough in my life not to have been forced to make any decision based on money. Yeah. yeah so I've been bolsy in in some regards. But not, I mean, yeah, like, like you said, like you said, you had money saved, so maybe that would go to waste. But you wouldn't be in debt because of the exactly. decision. Like, as you like exactly. again, risky, but but not uh, irresponsible. Irresponsible. Yeah. And so when uh, it all came together, I mean, so I mean, you had to build a whole website, a whole delivery system. It's in different languages. Yeah. It's in different formats as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's like PDFs and. This, the thing is, that I had my, uh, my best friend from uh, when we were three years old. Is uh, uh, he's still my best friend, and he's a, a computer technician. So, and we talked about this project for a long time. <laughs> and he was actually the one who told me you have to put it out on a pay what you want basis. Right, because the model has to be paid what you want. Yeah, so it's not you don't buy it for three ninety nine. It's literally whatever you think is whatever you want, even for free. You can. Yeah, you so can download Ra it for Radio free. did that. Yeah. Back. I mean, a long time ago. But I think it was for uh, rainbows. I think. Right. It was in rainbows. Yeah. yeah. So it was two thousand eight. I think so. Yeah. Late two thousand. Yeah. 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 Is yeah, that yeah. What gave, you, gave him the idea, or was that something that was happening? No, I mean it was happening. I mean the, the pay what you want thing was not a new thing. Yeah. It was going on. Uh, we just put together like different things. Uh, pay what you want, and uh, with the with the comic book you know format and the distribution thing, and the fact that we were well known uh, artists, especially Brian. Yeah. Uh, so all of that you know kind of mm, made it new like a new thing you know? but 
but n none of the things were actually new by themselves. We didn't invent any of them. Yeah. We didn't invent the model. Or sure, anything. sure. So, uh, but you were the first to try to, to bring it to this medium. Yeah, you know? I think so. I think I will want, I'm not sure, but I think we were. We we offered the DR, the uh, DRM DR. I am free mm -hmm. um, PDF uh, because the thing that I didn't understand also was that at that point uh, when you bought a comic book online you weren't actually able to download the comic book to your you were really? not actually buying the comic book you were buying a link to your comic oh right okay because I'll be honest I'm not sure how I just thought you got the that's PDF what DRM free means oh okay basically right. and those people <laughs> listening to this are like yeah you idiot shall be um, yeah, no I've I mean I've seen those times I was like oh. I understand I don't know, I, know. <laughs> I was like what <laughs> yeah, I know what a PDF is that's fine that's fine um, so yeah so actually one of the things that struck me as being really strange was Something that struck me as being really strange was the the fact that you didn't own the comic book when mm. you bought a, a digital comic. I yeah. was like, and that was because of people were so afraid of uh, piracy. Yeah, that they didn't want you to own it because the moment you own it, mm. you only have a PDF on your computer. You can you know share it and sure. And so so that didn't make sense to me. Um, what else didn't make sense? The price point. The fact, and, and basically thinking about comicsology, which was the main, um, yeah, comic book, digital comic. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is kind of weird to pay as much as you would for a print comic for something that didn't have any kind which, of. A, especially now, because it's all pretty much on the cloud, effectively, or it's on. You know, I mean, I I, I like comicsology. I get plenty of stuff on comicsology, but I back of my mind, I do realize this could all just disappear, and I've spent a lot of money on. Something I think I think uh, after we came out, uh, like uh, a couple of months later, Image started offering the, all their titles. So, yeah. They're on free. Um, I think they just stopped that though, didn't they? I'm not sure. Have I they? Think, uh, I think so. I think they stopped recently. Cause I, I don't. I don't. If I'm right, I think it just wasn't worth the upkeep. For whatever they were doing. I, I don't really know. I, I, do, I don't know this from like image internally. I think I just heard it around. Around. Um, did they, they stop they the, the DRM free or did they just stop the digital? I think just the DR, DRM free, I think. Okay. Um, well, maybe the digital too. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I got it. might have been sure. the digital thing, all, you know, maybe they're just selling the digital through Comixology now. Uh, could be because I know I, you know, I get my <clears throat> statements for image and I see what sells via the website and. It's tiny, but it's there. You know, it's nice. But um, you know, if that's what they're making for every title, then it probably doesn't really seem to be worth the the effort it takes to upkeep all that stuff. You know. Yeah. But, um, so so uh, so there were all different factors, you know, that I was considering, and uh, in the end, what uh, made us do the whole thing was the fact that Brian came in. The moment I got yeah. a call from Brian. I thought, well, this is what I was waiting for because I always yeah. thought, in order to do something like this, you need a big name attached to it. Yeah, if you did it on your own, it would have been fine. You would have done. Yeah, okay. it, it wouldn't have worked. No, no, not the same. Not with, with having the the cachet that Brian brings, definitely. Yeah. And he also wasn't doing a lot. Was he doing? He's probably doing Saga maybe at the time. No, when he when we started uh, working on uh, Private Eye. He was 
working on uh, Lost. Oh, he so was yeah. just off Lost. Okay, I think so he, he just finished, finished no working comics. on Lost. He had no comics out. Uh, I think it was still. Uh, I'm not sure if Y had already finished or not. Uh, he was off Runaways. Uh, he'll know. He'll remember probably. But there was he was doing something. Okay. He was working on something. But still, and he was just starting Saga. Okay. So, so he had two short, two short. series that but he was as far working as any, on. As anyone would have known, he was just doing TV work at the time. Yeah. So for him to, to have a new comic that was only available, it's pretty it pretty good. Pretty like, uh, and we were actually lucky enough that Saga came out because it took me so long. I think yeah. it started at the same time. Oh really? Yeah. The both projects started at the same time. <laughs> But it took me forever to, to get the first issue done. Yeah. So by the time we got that done and out, uh, Saga had already been out for okay. like half a year or something. Right, it was right. a big hit. Yeah. So, so we were building up on, on... It's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. What so. a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> he had two series, but he offered me the private eye. And I said, I don't know, this Saga thing... <laughs> Sounds no really good. No it's like, no, it's monsters, you know, <laughs> space monsters, pregnancies. Uh, I got this, I got Fiona to do this. Uh, have you have you ever been offered a gig that you've turned down that you're like, oh, I wish I'd... I'm not asking what it was because it would be impolite, but is there something you're like, oh, There was one that I was like, I really want to do it, but I can't do it because, of, uh, because I was working on another thing. Yeah. And there was no way to... Is that a, a huge regret? Yeah. Not a huge regret because, again, I know that it would have taken me forever to yeah. do it, and probably, I mean, it's, it was not something that they would have waited me waited for me to do. Yeah. But but I I would also have liked doing it. Also, you're doing just fine. Like you know, it's not like you're hurting because of it. You know? <laughs> no, no. In the end, it, everything worked out in the yeah. end. So, but there, there's yeah, there's. Uh, one project that I that I hope that I would have been able to tackle, uh, yeah. But other than that, just I'm sure missed opportunities. Of, do of you, when when you do get offered, I mean, I know you. It's not a problem for you now, but but years before, when you got offered something, was it a case of? Because whenever I I'm trying to decide a project, uh, it's like okay, well, what kind of exposure would you get from it? You know, yeah. is it a big title? Um, you know what's the, the page rate? Would it be a better page rate? Yeah. Is it something I really want to do? Yeah. You know, there's like a, a kind of levels of those three three questions, and I often found that if I just kind of go with my gut, <clears throat> it's generally the better decision, even if it's not about the money or the, the, the when I've when I've picked things for money or exposure over uh -huh. like my, yeah. my my gut feeling. I'm not gonna say I've regretted it, but it's always the stuff that I'm not as satisfied with weirdly I've, i kind of learned to try trust my gut a bit more you know i think i, I do the same thing all of those factors i mean are there yeah and you think about them at, at one point you think about them even i think unconsciously mm. you are not even it's not that you're thinking about it it's just something to consider sure. in the back of your mind in the end uh, i think I end up doing the things that I feel I'm gonna be most comfortable doing yeah. because it takes me such a long time. You know that that's the the main factor that I have to, to consider time. is just that I'm gonna be working on this for. It's gonna take me a long time to do yeah. this. Is this something that and no matter the amount of money, that's not gonna you know 
be worth it sure. if it's if it's a, a complete pain in the ass. Well, I, I, a friend of mine um, asked basically, oh, do you want to do something short, like five issues, uh, anytime you're free? And I'm like, that sounds really cool, but I know I'm not free for two years probably. You know, which is brilliant. You know, it's yeah. fantastic that I can say that. Yeah. Um, and I could tell my friend like, sure, I'll do it, no problem. But it's just. There's no, there's no point telling him. No. Oh, definitely, because no, he'd just be waiting for years and years if it would even happen. Yeah, and, no. You know, I, I, I feel bad having to say no all the time, but it's just because I, I know it'll only lead to disappointment. <laughs> at, at one point, you, I mean, we're lucky enough, I guess, that we can, we got to say no, Absolutely. most of the time. Yeah. Because that means that we would get offered uh, enough things. Um, I, I basically. The only times that I might consider, you know, money, if it's like a very short thing, it's something that I know that is only going to take me two months of yeah. my life, something like that. Yeah, yeah fair enough. If, that's, if it's, and it's I mean, something that, it's, that, that it's still has really, got to excite me. It's not really a problem way. for you now, though. You pretty much just do whatever you want to do. I mean, have you done any, other than like variant covers, you haven't told any stories that aren't... Yeah, no, 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 because comic books, whatever I do with comic books is going to take a long time. Yeah. So the only thing that I, I did the this the last issue of uh, Dan Slott's run oh, okay. on Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, that's right. Forgot that. And, but I enjoyed that because yeah. I enjoy working with Dan. I enjoy working on, on Spider-Man. Uh, Plus it's nice. And it was just like a standalone issue. I didn't have to worry about, you know, continuity. I didn't have to worry about They gave me... A lot of time. <laughs> Good. <laughs> what's fun about those sometimes is, <clears throat> I don't mean you switch off your brain, but it's not as invested as Crater Road, you know. Not, and I don't mean that you don't care about what you're. No, no, no. But it's a different care. kind of investment. Yeah, I definitely. understand what it's you're saying. Like mental process. We're all, I mean, the problem with me is that I'm always invested in what I'm doing. Sure. That's of course the, the main problem of uh, accepting work. I have to really think about it. It's, the amount of investment that it's going to take for me to work on whatever project, it has to be worth it. Yeah. And the only thing with, with shorter projects, like, like uh, an issue of Amazing Spider-Man, is just that I know the investment is going to be just a sh for a shorter amount of time. Yeah. So it makes it easier to say yes. Like, you know, it's for Dan, it's a, it's a friend, I enjoy Spider-Man, I enjoy yeah. working with, uh, with Marvel. Um, let's do this. It's yeah. just—it's just in the end, you know, it's an issue. Sure, I can do it. It's gonna take me—it's just gonna take me a year. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, interesting. Informative, artistic—it's Tatek. But um, uh, so now that it's what it's 2013 when you started, it's like six years into Panel Syndicate. Yeah, and you've you've got two projects out of it, and there's three other projects done. Uh, we've got uh, the Private Eye and uh, Barrier, which yeah. is uh, ours. Then we've got the one shot, the Walking Dead one shot. Oh, that's right. That yeah, was, that, that was, was actually I have to say that was, that was really cool. That was, yeah. I just like it when someone does something a little different, you know. Um, like we were signing uh, in Dublin yesterday, and um, I saw the slipcase for a barrier. I was like, "Oh, that's nice," because I I bought that because it was yeah. you know it was not going to be collected, but it's a nice way of you know of getting more nice money out of you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were effectively selling <laughs> bucks. Yeah, but it's smart. Um, 
<laughs> but no, but it, you know, if you have those copies, you don't want to just put them in a plastic bag or whatever. It's a nice way to. Yeah, I think that that again, that was uh, Eric Stevenson's idea. It was brilliant. I would have never thought of it. Yeah, it was great. And it, it I liked it because uh, besides the fact that we get more money out of you. Mm. Uh, it's it's actually it's something that uh, makes sense. You know, yeah. it has a purpose. You know, how do you feel about about print? Because I remember well, I'm hopping all over the place. Sorry, because um, I remember hearing that you, I heard that you didn't want uh, Private Eye to be in print. Yeah, but it is. It's in hardcover. Yeah, very nice hardcover that I bought. Yes, yeah. I mean I, I read I got all the I got all the Private Eye digitally, but I didn't actually <clears throat> read it all. I read the first couple and then it's like oh I'll, I'll get to it. Yeah, and it then happens. when I knew there was a hardcover. I didn't mind buying the rest, but I still you got, bought you, the hardcover, you know, because I I just like objects. It, 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 but but you made a nice object is the thing. Like you didn't just do a trade paperback. It's a really nice hardcover. You probably didn't even make that much money on it. No, you know, no, they're, uh, they're expensive to make. Yeah, no. I mean, we made. I mean, much more money out of the digital release than we ever made from the from the mm. hardcover. But the hardcover came as a, it was part of the of the Walking Dead okay. deal, yeah. And uh, so we had to decide whether it was worth, you know, putting it out in print against what we had already said, or uh, and in return getting uh, having the possibility of giving pounds and a good. A I wider think, exposure with the Walking Dead. Yeah. Did did it? I mean, if you don't answer, if you don't want to, but did did it give it a boost? The Walking Dead. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Great. Because it was it was uh, it was huge for us. It was all over the place. It was in the New York Times. It was because it was wow. actually in, in it was it was uh, a Walking Dead comic book that you could only find in yeah. the pound syndicate. Yeah. So uh, so that was that was a big deal, and it did help us, I think. To this day, mm. because in the end, the, the way the digital world works is, uh, you the more exposure you get, the more links you generate. Okay. And the more links you're able to generate, it means the longer the lifespan you're gonna have. Of okay. Your, you know. Right. So uh, basically, what what's been keeping Panel Syndicate alive for so long is actually the first day. Oh really? What we what we were able to generate on that, that first, day first day was so big. Yeah, I think it generated so many links, so many, so many different pages mm -hmm. that it, it still you know kind of spread. It was like an atomic yeah, I, bomb. I was um, I was talking to Eric at one stage about the question being, can you drop a story out? Can you just drop a story out of nowhere um, in the direct market? Can you release a comic? And I was doing research. I was talking to retailers, talking to friends, and people you know uh, in the know. And it was—I'll um, um, tell you the idea uh, afterwards. But um, the, ultimately, the consensus was no. You just, yeah, you just can't really. I mean, Kirkman actually ended up doing. I think two months later, Kirkman dropped "Die" uh, or "Die, Die, Die." Um, yeah, that's right. In a really cool that. way. I was yeah. like, son of a bitch. But you know, he would have been doing that a, a year previous at least. Um, and someone like Kirkman can do it, but like in general, no, you can't. The answer was always, unless you do something like Panel Syndicate, there really is no way to just drop the story. Dropping it, yeah. And when you did drop that first one, I just everyone was just going nuts. It was crazy. It was great. Well, one of the things that I liked about about our first day before we released it was the, the notion of 
just dropping an issue out mm. because it, it reminded me of when I was a kid and I would just go to the you know to the store yeah. or kiosk or whatever and uh, I didn't know what I was going to find yeah, I didn't know which comic books were going we yeah, to get uh, to the you weren't reading magazines or when things were coming out and uh, uh, you know interview, like, it just, you just something to be no said idea yeah. and, I, and I, I really miss that surprise of you know of not knowing yeah. of not knowing what's, gonna, what's going on yeah, and that was one of the things that I liked the most about well, especially with things like the direct market where you're, you're basically selling it for three months before it even that is out. something that I've always hated. Yeah, I've always hated it's, that. It's rough. I've always and this is one of the things that. Or in the book market, six months before it even comes out. Yeah, you know. And that's something that keeps me wanting to do things through panel syndicate, mm. even if, if it's not as uh, if they're not as successful or they're not as uh, financially, you know, rewarding. Uh, it's just the fact that you know I can drop an issue whenever I want to. Yeah. I can and you can do that. Yeah, you cannot really do that anymore. There's no place. Where, no, no, or no way you, you can do that. Yeah, um, and what? What? Uh, I mean, have you turned down submissions and stuff? Like you're not, you're not necessarily a publisher who's looking for content as such. No, uh, have I turned out? Yes, I have. I have. Um, because many times, uh, I mean, usually from uh, people who want to break in. I would love Panel Syndicate to be a place for everyone yeah. to publish their comic books and turn it into a sort of a band camp of comics. That's, that's one of the ideas yeah, of but there's, Panel Syndicate. There's, there's, I mean, there's a lot of conversation now about like gatekeeping, you know, and um, uh, you know, the, it's an open field now. Any you can get read things anywhere. anybody Anybody can be a musician. Anybody can be a poet. Anyone can be a, um, a pop star or a DJ or whatever. But I think there is something, there's something to be said for when you go to panels and to get, it's all, whether or not it's to your taste, the quality is there. And if you start, I know it sounds it sounds elitist, but if you if you start opening it up too much, then it weakens the overall I brand. Think, no? um, if you were to if we were to open it up to everyone, it would have to be in a way that uh, we would probably need to establish some sort of. Um, a categorization, I guess, right. you know, where and people would know, you know, this is from people who are not been established yet, or this is, yeah. it's like a whole, that, it's a that, whole different thing. But then that also puts them in a in a B category, exactly, which you don't want. Which either. I don't want. Yeah, you want anyone who, who who goes there to be, you know, equal. Yeah. So I'm not comfortable on that role. Yeah. Also, of, it know, makes it a whole other job. You have to start being an editor. Yeah, uh, and and uh, not just an editor, but like a manager. A manager, which is, and you know, you're not going to make uh, to become a, a band camp of comics. Yeah. You really need a lot of money. You know, you yeah. would need. A, it's a different. He's a company, kind of. To, you're a company. You become a company. Panasonic is not a company. Yeah, it's a platform. And then you'd have to charge them in order to run the the company and blah blah blah. Whereas it would become a different thing. Yeah, it would. Be, I mean, it, it is an option. It's something. That, I mean, it's got some interesting points to it. Yeah. The fact that I like the idea of opening it up sure. to everyone. I like the idea of anyone being able to come up and put up their comics. Mm. But it's got so many downsides and it's too difficult. Uh, I also, cannot do it alone. Also, it's, I mean, to be frank, it's your living as well. And if you mess with what you already have, you run the risk of, of, of 
entangling something you've already yeah you know invested so much in it's it i think in the end it's uh it's a risk yeah as, as much as i was willing to risk uh the beginning mm. with i thought it was a risk that i was that i had no problem with taking because yeah. it only involved me sure. but also, it, also anybody else could really do it if they wanted to i mean anyone right. can do it yes a actually anyone can do it yeah anyone but they don't <laughs> they don't and well, that was one question that I had for a long time before doing balancing is I've had this idea mm. so why don't just well-established creators you know do it yeah why haven't they come up with this idea and you know the big names yeah and the big because before I, we did pounce and they someone that else could have done it yeah big name creators no, you're right. anyone it. anyone could literally do what you're doing and they were still and everyone was still focused on you know following the the path of yeah. you know previews the catalog the, the, the direct market yeah, like there's, there's no reason why i say i couldn't do it you know or but i know if i was to do it i'd prefer to do it i'm just speaking in hypotheticals with panels because and I don't know if you feel like this, but I feel like artists are so vain, they want to be associated with things that they like. So if something looks prestigious, <laughs> I want it to be seen as... Hey, you know. I, I hope we look that way. <laughs> well, you know, you, I mean, you do. You definitely do. Like, but, um, but you're right. There's there's those people like myself who, you know, have a certain audience off the back of, like, uh, mainstream work. Could do it, you know. You could, definitely. Um... You know, it just takes, the, you know, the But time the problem is, take. but now I know also the time that it takes to do it, yeah. everything you need to do it, and I understand why uh, established creators wouldn't want to do it. Because, I mean, we are creators, we're authors, we, you know, we like drawing or writing or whatever, and this is a different thing. Yeah. You have to, you have to run it. Uh, I'm not very good at running the panels. I do what I can, mm. but it's just, you know, in the end, it's just like a, a four-man operation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's me, it's Brian, it's uh, Munsa, and it's uh, my friend. Is Brian still involved much? Brian is still involved in the sense that uh, he... Whenever he is uh, out on interviews, he always pushes for a panel syndicate. That's great. He still gets uh, money from panel syndicate, mm -hmm. so he is do, he is part of the project. Do you ever think you don't need this? <laughs> you don't need this money. <laughs> <laughs> I know he doesn't need that money. <laughs> I know, but like, yeah, of course, like, because it's a very, it's. Yeah, I think it's still our project. Of course, it's yeah, still yeah. our project because we were the ones that started it. I think that's what I mean. I guess, I guess, I see the projects barrier in Panel Syndicate as yours, but is Panel Syndicate you, your project, both of yours project? Yeah, or is it yours? I am probably uh, the. I'm the one that's more involved. Yeah, and I'm the one who. Like if they wouldn't uh, say David Lopez, who hadn't done any creator on work it had all been work for hire uh -huh. and you're like did you say it to to brian's like well yeah oh, this is amazing and he is he's an amazing artist and he's like did you run it by him first or i i always we always run uh whoever creator comes by we always okay, run cool. it by each other like uh jay farber that's mm -hmm. coming with us uh, oh that's right glazer uh, city yeah and so that was through Brian. Gotcha. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, the contact that he had was Brian because they're friends. Yeah. And uh, David was was came through me. 
uh, Ken Nimura yeah. uh, came through the beat, who came and then came through me. Came so through which? Through the beat. Through oh, I see. Right. Because okay. he was the beat friend. So okay. I mean, in the end, uh, the thing about Panasonic is kind of like a, since it's not a company, yeah, it's just a bunch of creators together. Sure. In the end, we you know we talk to each other, we talk to the, or or people that know that know us come to us, and. Uh, you know, we share the benefits of being together in one place without being a company. But um, or <clears throat> what did you make? What did make you? Sorry, what did make you decide to print ultimately print work after one not wanting to originally? Well, once the moment we decided that we were going to do the private eye uh, in exchange for the Walking Dead coming out through Panel Syndicate. Uh, oh, that's right, because it was a good few years, wasn't it? It was how long was panel, how long was um, Private Eye out before you decided to connect it? it was the like Private Eye months. came out digitally. Oh, the, the whole thing came out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it ended on March of two thousand fifteen. Okay. So two years after the first issue came out, it just took me two years to do ten <laughs> issues. I mean, that's that's CCPC. Uh, but also, when you're releasing digitally, it doesn't really matter. Like, you didn't have a set schedule for releasing the books, did you? It was just when you had them finished. Yes, okay. that's right. That's right. And then it's always a, it's a nice surprise whenever. Yeah, and we you. we kept the surprise of you know when no one really knew yeah. when it was coming yeah. out. And it's yeah. like that's it. Um, so the the we ended on the March 2015, and the the book didn't come out until December of that year and when we finished we didn't know about the book yeah because the the whole uh, idea of doing the Walking Dead special came the day the final issue came out oh really and it was through through a conversation that uh, Robert Kirkman and Brian had through Twitter oh, oh really Be yeah because Brian uh, for a day he was in charge of uh, the panel syndicate account of Twitter okay and then Robert Kirkman came in and said so are, are we now gonna be able to publish you know the private eye in, yeah. in a, an image and Brian answered sure uh, the moment you let us publish the walking that through through panel syndicate fucking hell and and Robert and Kermit said something like uh, are you for real or is that an idea or something like that and I was I was just uh, I was watching the yeah. the, the whole thing <laughs> and and that sparked an idea I was like could we do an issue of walking that in exchange for uh, for that and it was I thought it was, it was crazy that is a cool thing I mean you can kind of do anything I thought, can we or can we not? Yeah. And so I talked to Brian, and Brian was like, I don't know. It's like, like, do, do you have a zombie story that you could do? Do you have it in you to? And at the beginning, he was like, I don't know. And then he was like, you know, this is kind of interesting. You know, let me talk to to Robert. Yeah. And see if this is something that's because I had no idea. I mean, the Walking Dead is huge. Yeah. I don't know how many lawyers are involved. You know, in something in doing something like this. But apparently, not so many. It wow. was pretty easy. I mean, we just talked to to Kirkman, and he was like, "Sure." 
let's do it. That's class. And and it wasn't it wasn't that difficult. The yeah. most difficult part was drawing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that thing, I mean, you were the sucker there. Yeah, I was a sucker uh, there. But, uh, and and how do you feel in retrospect having it in in print now? Because like cause we were signing it yesterday and the private eye. Um, yeah. You don't regret. I I don't regret it in the sense because again it was a sacrifice that we did in order to give more exposure to panel syndicate so i and i know the did, reasons why it wasn't for the money i know yeah. that and i know so i know why we did it yeah i mean i, I could say as a as a fan as much as i liked reading as i liked re- reading it the, the accessibility that the internet brings is great but i still just really like print and it's just not it's just not the same it's a, uh, and yeah most people that read a, a print don't read digital mm. and, and people who read digital either don't read print or if there's something that they really enjoy they will buy the, the print the difference is I think a lot of a lot of work that is available digitally is kind of seen as secondary yeah that's I mean I will say for me it is because what we make on injection digitally is something compared to what we make in print but, but I mean it's it's definitely noticeable like it's a it's definitely a it's, I wouldn't ignore the, the one that we make but it's not the primary no, um, no whereas what you do is different it's primarily digital and can be in print yeah and uh, so and one of the things that, that you mentioned that's, that's interesting that is one of the things that I liked about doing it in print was the fact that we were making an object yeah so it was a it was a different thing from yeah it's just a just digital thing it's like yeah. if well, you I really like the 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 comic book and you want to have it well here's here's an object yeah but it's going to be worth the money you put down yeah. you know uh, I didn't want to do it we knew that there was much more money in, you know, in releasing it as a trade paperback first and then as a hard cover and, but we don't want to do any of that we just said let's give the opportunity to the people who you know enjoy the series uh, digitally to own something sure. that really and the people who didn't read it and the people who didn't read it they have to. the object yeah. you know they have this thing mm. still the private eye was designed to be read uh, on, on a screen. computer screen yeah. mm. and to me it doesn't work as well uh, in a, on the print format mm. it's, it's and also this was a mistake that I made I was like let's make it as big as possible okay and when I finally got it, it was like, this is too big. This is huge. You cannot read this. You cannot read it on bad. It's yeah. just one because once you open it, it's like, what am I doing with this? It's like I need a whole table to, to you know. So, and that was something that I realized uh, afterwards. When, uh, what, about, what about barrier? Because, I mean, again, what I think is really cool is like, if you're going to do it in print, you do something interesting. So, it was only single issues. Barrier, again, was it was... It again, was but, but they were, again objects yes you know it was it was because i remember it's like oh i'll probably check it out and then i saw the actual issue in the format it's like oh this, this is really strange. cool it was it was a better paper stock yeah different, and i and I, yeah you made objects yeah. again yeah because i think also uh when we started panel syndicate I, I have nothing against print mm. the only reason why yeah, no, it's, we it's, wanted to make it's just, sure it's just something you it's a very specific thing you were trying not that you were anti no not at all I like I mean I read most of the things I read are in print but um, I do think that the future of the of the comic book industry and the distribution and I really do think this still is um, floppies or you know single issues 
uh, should disappear. I'm not saying they're gonna disappear. Yeah. I think they should disappear as physical objects. And they should only, and their, I think their purpose uh, now is to be released digitally, just digitally. And then become um, books. Yeah. Afterwards. I mean, I'm. I think that's the sustainable thing to do. I'm not sure I agree in that they should, but I think if you're going to do something as an episodic single issue, it should work for the format rather than. Because I know I've talked to Eric a lot about how a lot of books are kind of written for the trade. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, why. Because I've done so, I've done a monthly book and I've done a graphic novel. Yeah. And the two, I I thought I knew what it was doing with with the graphic novel because I had done the single issues. But it's a whole other, you know, money wise, it's a whole other thing to try and get off the ground. It's a lot more complicated. Um, single issues are great. You can you can pay for the project before you put it together. Yes. But but I do think if you're going to do it in a form like whatever the story is and the format you're presenting it in should work for the format um, and I like reading single issues um, but I do also I would like the option of reading it digitally and then getting the, but I think it depends on the story you know I'm not saying everything should be the same way because sure. again it's like I do think that mm, at least the, the, the con- with the American comic book market mm. What makes more sense to me is that 95% of what's being put out yeah. every month, it should only be put out digitally and then released afterwards. And, and so that the uh, comic book stores you know, have the option of knowing what they think is going to sell, like right. what should be you know, put into trade paper bags mm-hmm. and not forced into this maelstrom of, of, having uh, to of guess. new comics every week and yeah. you know and having which I also think from a from an ecological point of view is uh, it's not sustainable I think yeah, we've got yeah. an option of doing it we we'll have to waste so much paper yeah, I, was on, t- on I was talking to uh, somebody at a comic store the other day and they said they had a comic and they ordered 65 copies and they sold 40 yeah. so they have 20 left over but 40 is not too bad so they'll probably now they have to guess what they should lower it to based on uh-huh. what sold th- but not what sold through because they can still sell more copies so it's you're playing a constant guessing game three months down the line and who knows what's, what's going to happen between now and then no it is it's a, it's a like if you under order then you've got to pay more to get more copies in in time and if you come in for the for the one you want, want and it's not there you're going to go so, like it's it is it is crazy, very st- like, uh, to me it's crazy crazy for 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 the stores i don't know how they do it it's it's like uh and i just think it's a waste of uh of 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 time of efforts of uh there's a simple there's a more simple mm-hmm. way to do things i think and digital is the way to do it yeah that means like, that I would also mean lowering the, the the price point yeah. for the readers. Mm-hmm. You know, you have access to this to the single issues mm-hmm. as they, you have the the devices now to read those properly. You've got yeah, the, that's you know, true. I mean, I mean, I see how much a uh, comic costs, but I also see how much it costs to make and ship and everything. And I, I can't I, I can't say that like well, at least with image books, like I can't speak for Marvel uh, or DC, but um, 
you know, there isn't a huge markup on those. It's not like you're you, like you lose a lot because of like diamond and whatnot. And um, I do think the more diverse, the more you know, diversity is something that's always talked about. But I mean, like being able to choose the way in which you want to read a story is good. Same with something like Netflix. If you want to binge something, that's yeah. great. If yeah. you want to re watch something. I remember I saw Netflix was like episode weekly. I'm like, who cares about watching something weekly? But now I find I actually do want to watch things weekly because it it, it parses the enjoyment yeah. in, a, in a satisfying way rather than blasting through something uh, in one go. So I think, you know, I think the more different ways there are to do it, the better. It has definitely been too much on one very narrow way of doing things for too long. And it is, it is diminishing returns. I'm sure that, I mean... There are, or there would be projects that you know could go for the for the monthly yeah. inst installments. You know, have a monthly issues of twenty four. But again, I think the bulk of what's coming out every month. I think there's just a, a better. No, easier, I, I, faster no, I, I, I agree uh, distribution that. system I, that I is think, just make it. I think there's still an audience that wants to to consume the way they're consuming, and you should make books for that audience. But I think you should be invest also investing more in, like for example, I, you know, if I like Spider-Man, uh, which I do, but I don't read it every month because I'm not interested in reading a Spider-Man story every month the way that they're done with the yeah, artists. Yeah. Yeah. But if you release a really nice Spider-Man series. You know, once every two years with a really nice collection, I would buy the crap out of that. Yeah. And I'm not choosing one or the other. I'm, I'm, I'm already not buying one book. So give me a book that I would like to read. And if you make money doing the book for, let's just say, there's certain fans who like reading it every, every week or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Fine. And if that makes money that you can put towards, like that's what I mean in, in like broadening the types of stories. Yeah. And, and digital too. I mean. Yeah, but but wouldn't it make more sense to? Uh, I guess in the end, what you have to is to no, change the mindset from the people who are buying the that's true, the, the weekly or the or the monthly Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, and they they enjoy going to the store and buying the single issue. You have to Everybody change their mindset. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Marcus's issue with Amazing Spider-Man, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we should change their mindset into you know instead of going to the comic store. Sure. Just download it digitally from whatever, and uh, read it on your iPad because it's designed for that. And well, I, well, I, in I, a few months, yeah. you know, if you really like the stories and there's enough demand for that, Marvel will put, will put out a trade paperback with that or a, or a or a nicer hardcover edition or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, for I mean, the I, comic book store to have. That is definitely what I prefer. I prefer. Well, I think the the problem is is that it wouldn't go to comic stores. There's bookstores too, so. You're giving a product that isn't exclusive to comic stores because it can the yeah. greater competition. Yeah, you know, that, yeah. that's where I just I mean, disagrees is a strong word. It's just uh, I, th I think there's a nuance in between there where I, uh, ultimately I guess it comes down to the audience and how they want to consume work. Yeah, you know now what the bigger companies what they don't have is they don't have what you're doing. And they're not really trying that either. You know, it's always a secondary thing. Any yeah. digital thing is always secondary. Secondary. So they're not, you know, I find it's always like, you know, capitalizing on short money rather than long money and whatever, how much people are going to move into digital. It's definitely moving that way more. So it would be in your interest to, 
invest and not no. you know you don't have to put it all into no I mean obviously it's not something that you can do you know from one month to another or one no. day to another but, but clearly audiences tastes are shifting but I, th- I think I think it's the future yeah. should lean towards it and again not only uh, also because on, on the on terms of sus- sustainability you know I'm thinking I'm thinking there's a lot of paper you know yeah that a lot you're of paper a lot of paying for shipping, shipping for books that aren't selling or warehouse costs and you know all that stuff it I, and I up. understand that it's it's I would need to you know talk to comic book retailers and you know mm. comic book shops to know exactly what that would mean for them the, the loss of uh, mm. of single issues uh, monthly issues what is that like a huge chunk of their of their from, from those I've talked to it's it, it is but it but more so than that it, it's what keeps them kind of liquid like go going from month to month uh-huh. that book you know you're you spend more on books uh, so you you know I saw the graphic novel I did there was a lot of sto- stores that uh, some would order a few but some would order just one because it's higher price point yeah so larger risk and you can't return them yeah so whereas with comics it's a small you can take more risk on some risk issues. so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's basically it keeps and I could be wrong and this probably retailers might disagree but from from what I, I, I understand is it kind of keeps you going uh-huh. while you try out other other stuff it's kind of um, uh, it's uh, what's it the float you know, keeps going. But look, it's but you're right. It's it's changing and it's going to change more. I, I might be completely wrong because again, I'm not a businessman. It's just that, you know, my idea is that it probably sh- this is the way we should you know. Oh, you could be you could be asking work right. towards, but I don't. I don't well, know. so what now? Uh, are 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 there? And I don't expect you to say what they are, but are there more? Uh, panels of the good books planned to come out that are not yours or are you concentrating uh, that are not mine mm. mine uh, I think the only book that we've got planned is my new book okay. I would say unless I'm completely wrong but no I think that's the only one we've got right now and we're are always you, are open. working with a, a writer on that or yeah, okay. yeah do you always want to work with another person do you like to collaborating I don't I, I'm not a writer so I need to work with a, with a writer Fair enough. I'm aware of that but if you're slow enough as it is like because that's the one thing is a, bl- a blank slate is much harder to generate at least if you get a script you can just start working yeah, with the, exactly. Yeah. exactly imagine I mean how slow I am <laughs> yeah. you know when yeah. I'm working from you know something already imagine if I had sure. to start it from a and uh, the funny part is that I, I started uh, my vocation, you know, was really as a writer. Oh, I really? wanted to be a writer, a oh, comic really? writer. I didn't want to be a comic book artist because what I did well as a kid was write. I it. was, it's normally the way around. It's writers start out wanting to be artists and end up writing. No, no, no. I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a writer, and uh, and I just at one point I thought, well, you know. It's really hard to break in as a writer. Mm-hmm. This was when I was like 13, 14. Yeah. I was like, it must be really hard to work. And I, especially if you're and Spanish. Yeah, especially yeah, if you're Spanish. Yeah, sure, yeah. And so I thought, uh, maybe, you know, if I draw, that will be easier, you know, and then I can do my own stories yeah. once, I'm, once I'm an artist. And so, uh, but in the end, uh, I just turned out that I was 
uh, I had more fun drawing than writing. Okay. And you know, the, I think and the you know, world I mean, is a better place. And you're still, like <laughs> <laughs> but you're still telling stories. I mean, that's regardless of yes, because I enjoyed was telling the stories. I just. I'm just not good enough at, at the writing part, or I've never really tried. You know, in the yeah. end, I just abandoned that that the writing and and just focus on the on the drawing and on the on the visual part of storytelling. Has, has everyone ever asked uh, why you don't draw more lines in your work? Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Was that hard when you were starting? Because I mean, your I mean, your work is. I think there's there's always. Uh, I heard a story that somebody went up to Mike McNola and said, "Oh, you must be very fast because your drawings are so simple, you know." Yes. And from anyone who would have, who would hear the stories, like apparently he agonizes up because it's all it's all design. All design. You know? But uh, was it tough when you were breaking in to sort of like, "Oh, could you, you know, just draw more stuff, more lines, more lines?" It, well, it was usually when I read the reviews or whatever. It was like, yeah he must be fast because I mean or why is he so slow if there's like yeah. there's not enough you know background exactly. yeah, to, yeah. to you know justify the fact that it, so yeah but uh, I mean at a certain point I kind of knew where I wanted to go as an artist so that really didn't bother me you know to any yeah. point that would make me nervous it bothered me a little bit the fact that People don't understand the difference, you know, between yeah. drawing a lot of lines or drawing a lot of backgrounds or drawing a lot of bricks on the on the buildings. Yeah, the difference between that and drawing. You know? They're, I mean, they're never going to. It's, uh, they, it's that's uh, just the way it is. So yeah, I, and, uh, and I mean, I think what you do is more. I mean, you know, you're making choices. Like you can sit down for five minutes and just draw stuff, or you can make a. You can spend time deciding, figuring your decision, and that's not stuff that you can see as as obviously. You know, no. we probably we should you know make uh, notations you know on the side. Like this took <laughs> yes. me this yeah. took me an hour to decide. <laughs> <laughs> this blank space here took me an hour. Even though well, I, I've definitely, I mean, I think my my strength in drawing has always been. I think I know where and when to be economical. And I had a friend of mine who's a much I would say much more technically gifted artist than I am but struggled with where to put negative space and where to where to make very for me basic decisions yeah. but he agonized over them so I mean everybody's everybody's different everybody's different and uh, it is true that I mean if you want uh, immediate uh, reward you know immediate uh, from people the one thing that was going to give you that is, you know, drawing every brick on a building. Yeah. And you know that people are going to say, Jesus, yeah. that must have taken you know, forever so to do that. There's so much, so <laughs> many bricks in there. And it's like, yeah, but it was relaxing to, yeah. <laughs> to draw them. I just, uh, I didn't have to think at well, all. That's, that is quite true because it's very, you can just switch your brain off and just more go into just a mode where you're just filling in a pattern or just putting in stuff. It doesn't necessarily make it any better. Or, no, you know. but people, you know, and again, there's no, there's nothing wrong with drawing bricks no, in a building. Not. It just you have, to, you have to decide when to and when not to. Yeah. If you're all, if you're drawing all the bricks in all the buildings in every single panel of it, then at some, <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> some of them you don't have to, you should have drawn. <laughs> I mean. um, just to get back to uh, uh, what you were saying 
or what I was asking, I guess, with um, Panel Syndicate. Is that it? Is it that it for you? Is that all you want to do from now on? Would you ever be tempted back to say, to a, a Daredevil graphic novel or uh, for the break? Or I mean, you're clearly happy doing whatever you I'm, feel like I'm doing. On, on the one hand, I'm uh, very happy doing my own stuff and having the chance of doing it through Panel Syndicate, which gives me yeah. complete freedom. Yeah, and I'm not suggesting you you should either. I'm just kind of curious. No, no, are you satisfied? But you know, people ask me this uh, because, on the other hand, I have I love superheroes, for yeah. example, and yeah. I, like love I feel I feel lucky. I I love doing creator owned, but I also do love superheroes. So, and I'm fortunate. I haven't been pigeonholed into one or the other. So, it's great. Yeah, know. I think the on, my only problem is that I'm not fast enough. Sure. If I were fast enough, mm-hmm. I'd be doing both things. Yeah. You know, I'd be happy doing both things. Mm-hmm. But since I'm not. And the the superhero comic books uh, need you to be fast. Sure. That's just the thing that. I, so there's one thing there that I can't do. Yeah. So it's not so much that would I like to do more Marvel stuff, or it's more like, am I able? To do more Marvel stuff. Yeah. You know? If they said uh, here, we'll give you a year to do five issues. If they were uh, crazy enough, I guess to, to <laughs> give me a year to do five issues uh, of something that I was that was really exciting and uh, yeah, it, it, depending on whether I had any other thing going on or not, any other creator. Would you want to stuff. make sure something is being done with panel? Like, would you want to make sure somebody's working on a book that will come out through Panel Syndicate if you were going to? No, I don't think of Panel Syndicate that way, which is, again, completely against all business <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but it's, logic. But it's worked despite it. I mean, I, I'm, yeah, I'm asking you kind of businessy stuff as a publisher of sorts, but clearly you've just winged it and it's it's always it, worked it's, out fine. Yeah, it's not because it's not really, I don't think of it as a business. Yeah. Uh, we've been lucky enough that it's given us money, a lot of money. Sure. In money, I mean, enough for us to survive out of yeah. But I never, and that's probably the problem, that, that what would probably become the end of it is the fact that I don't have a business yeah. uh, mindset. Well, also, you know, doing things like that makes it less fun as well. Yeah, yeah. I guess if, if I had a lot of money and I could, you know, hire people and to kind of make those kind of decisions for me. and But then again, I sometimes think about that and say, what, well, if I did that? It would probably stop being the kind of project that I'm attracted to. Sure, sure. You know, I like the fact that right now it's manageable, and I can. You have strangely created an infrastructure that supports your very particular way of <laughs> existing, <laughs> which is like crazy, which is not. You know, it shouldn't work for many reasons, but it does. <laughs> yeah. It really, it really does. I mean. That should be a tagline of the website. It shouldn't work, but it does. But it does. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> It shouldn't work, but it does. I really like that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I like the fact that, uh, you know, you can come up to me one day and say, listen, I got a project and I like it to drop. Uh, I like this to to do this at, uh, you know, whenever I want to. And, uh, and you can say... No. I say no. <laughs> sorry, Jack. Uh, sorry, there's nothing for me. Not here. 
you know, or anyone else to come and uh, yeah. again, what I what I try to do when when someone comes up to me with with a project is try to make sure if they can if there's they can gain something. Yeah, I think we were saying like uh, like you're saying with uh, David with. Um, uh, he hadn't done any greater own work so it put him uh, and writing and drawing too so it gave him a spotlight that he probably wouldn't have had or had or even a and he a wanted to, yeah I think the uh, his main interest was the fact that it gave him the opportunity to write and draw yeah his own stuff without you know with complete which freedom yeah which can't be underestimated because like you said so many are scared or that to make that jump is very intimidating so so no matter what happens with them um, with the book, he has something rewarding coming out of yeah, it. Yeah, you know? exactly. So I knew that. So I thought, well, this is more than enough for him, because you know, I don't know if it's gonna make, if it's gonna be financially successful enough for him, mm. because it's also a big investment. Yeah. So. And Kenemura uh, won Eisner. And then and you know. again, won an Eisner, which it's I think is also at least a little bit of a reward of for him. You know, yeah, had he not done. Um, New York, New York, uh, I can't remember to say, Niorama? Uh -huh. yeah. Ken uh, Nimura. Nimura. Um, uh, no, sorry, the name of the book. I'm uh, Oh, name. Mummy. Yeah, that's it. Um, had he not done that, he would not have that. He wouldn't have an Eisner, so I guess. Well, I would, he could have done that somewhere else. And he could he have, have. And he might he have won an Eisner, <laughs> but he did it with us, so. Yeah, that's amazing, man. Um, Rilke, I'm, I've uh, taken up enough of your time. Um, but thanks for taking the time to talk all these weird specific nerdy nonsense <laughs> questions it's a pleasure I don't know if it, it will make any sense for uh, the people I don't, I don't know either listening to us but uh, we had Look, fun I enjoyed it that's all that really matters <laughs> <laughs> this is Declan I really care for you uh, listeners but he doesn't <laughs> no I don't no, 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 no. no. Oh, thanks man okay thank you